0: what's up Grizz Nation welcome to the show it's David and Isaac we do not have our uh, the third leg of our tag team partner Candace is not with us tonight just not available we, we've got some more stuff we talked to you about doing player grades from last season we're going to move that to the next episode I want everybody here for that conversation but there's too much going on around the Grizzlies right now to not have an episode come out so, Isaac and I are jumping on here. A lot of moves being made. Dylan Brooks signed his contract. Was that yesterday? Today? I don't know, man. This free agency yeah. started, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was
1: yesterday. Yeah. Uh,
0: for, what, four years, $80 million. A lot of people freaking man. out. A six-foot, seven-inch wing that can create his own shot and play the level of defense that he does is going to get paid.
1: 20 of them and, things, man. Yep.
0: 20 and of them I, things. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Go, go yeah. get that money, Brooks. That, that's uh, – got a family to take care of. So glad he went out and got paid, wishing nothing but the best, but uh, unless he's playing the Grizzlies then obviously you guys know where we're at with that, but not not surprised at all. Did Isaac, the, the yearly value on that contract, did it shock you at all at what Dylan got paid?
1: Well, uh, first off, man, I, I want to send a shout out. Like you said, man, congratulations to, to Dylan, man, go get that money. I, I'm not mad at him at all. And, so all these people out there are talking about he's going to be playing for Guangdong and over in China. This man just got $80 million, man. So he he, he shut those people up. Um, but, yeah, man, I was a little bit surprised. Um, I, I know Houston had to spend some money uh, because they had to get to the threshold because they were way below uh, the, the amount of money that you have to spend on a new CBA. Uh, so they had to to put some coin out, and they did it, man. Two years, four years, $80 million, man. I didn't expect them to get that. Those were the if you had asked me earlier last earlier last season if he could get that, that's kind of the contract I thought that you'd be looking at. But as the way that things kind of played out at the end of the season, man, I didn't see him going to get uh 20 million a year. But shout out to him, man. Um and and people are crazy thinking this guy doesn't have a place in the league. Like I know he was called offensive terrorist, and we're taking a lot of bad shots there at the end of the season, but his defense, man, there's no question, man. He's all defensive all NBA defensive level player. Uh, so, and there's always room for that in the league. If he could ever rein in those shots, man, I mean, he'd be a really, really good basketball player. We saw him beat at times during his tenure in Memphis. So I'll, I don't have any ill will toward him. Uh, enjoyed his time here for the most part. Uh, we know how much those guys respected him in that locker room. Um, and he was one of the, one of the by going all the way back to, to Mike Cullen, man, he played with those guys at the end of the grid and grind era, man, he was the longest 10-year Um Came to work. One thing that you never had to worry about him was was he's going to give 110%. Like You might not like some of the things he did out there, but I've always kind of said that I felt like a lot of it was due to him having this strong desire to win. Uh, and he felt like they needed guys to knock down perimeter shots because that wasn't something they were doing. And A lot of times he did it. He might have overdid it, man, but uh, it is what it is man he was the heart and soul of that team for a long time so man, shout out to dylan man glad he got paid and as you said man uh, i want to go out there and do great things except four times of the year when they play the memphis grizzlies man and you know when he he see when he lines up across from the grizzlies man he's gonna be on their pettiness man that's 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 dylan man he's he, not gonna be a love loss there man he's gonna gonna try to take it to him man. i don't think there's any question about that but it's gonna be fun
0: yeah i one of the funniest things about all of this man you know, all the, the jokes about China and crap like that. Uh, Dylan's agent, Mike George's name, he's Mike G T dot Mike G T D O T. And he he sent out a tweet in, uh, in, in Chinese. Yeah. Like like, I'm just like, man, this dude just trolling everybody. And that's it. It's great. Like I'm again, kind of echoing what, what Isaac said when I said to begin with happy, happy for him. I've always been a supporter. I've been on Dylan Brooks Island when there were not many people on that Island and uh, good luck. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Good luck. So the, the next thing that we're going to go to, and I know that, uh, you know, I was, I jumped in the spaces when this happened and, and heard a lot of uh, a lot of people chattering about it and a lot of, I've read a crap ton of tweets and read some articles about it. Like there there's no doubt about the fan base and where they stand on the fact that Derek Rose is now a Memphis Grizzly. And Isaac, I've I've got some stuff to say, but I'll kind of let you lead on this one. What what does this mean to you as a guy that that is a Tigers fan, watch Derek Rose you were were you covering them whenever he was in town with the Tigers?
1: No, I, I wasn't covering them then. I was okay young, young man, but I was a big time fan. of uh, I mean, I was coming out of high school, um, uh, at, at that time, I, mean, I th- it, it's special, man, and, and it goes beyond kind of what I feel like he's gonna bring on the basketball court. Uh, I mean, it's come full circle. I, I mean, going back to that that year, uh, that national championship game and them coming up short and missing the free throws at the the end of the game and kind of him only being here one year um, and kind of bursting on the scene in the NBA. It, it's just special for him to have an opportunity. I think to come back to the city for possible redemption. I mean, if he was to win a title with the Grizzlies, it would, it would just be surreal, man, for kind of, like I said, not being able to get it done with the Tigers, but come back 15 years later um, and, and be able to do that on the NBA level it would be insane. Uh, I mean, he still has a lot of love in his city. Uh, There's no question about it. Even though he's been away this long, I think that passion for, for Derek Rose and remembering those teams that he played on that team, he played on with Cal. uh, I think that was a special year that people that sports fan here in Memphis will never forget that team. And he was a big part of that. And I think that's why it's special for a lot of people. I mean, I think it kind of goes beyond basketball uh, for, but for me, I think, even also talking about off the basketball court, I think he's a guy that that's seen it all. Uh, you talk about going to that championship game on a college level, comes to an NBA, uh, bursts on the scene, wins rookie of the year, um, MVP, and then he suffers the injury um, and having to battle back from that. And one one thing, and I think you saw this very quickly when he signed, you saw Ja kind of come out of his hiatus on Twitter, tweet about it. You saw Jared Jackson Jr. send a tweet out about it. And I think what that what that shows you, what that represents, is Derek Rose is a guy that a lot of the, the guys in the league that are in their 20s, they grew up idolizing him. Especially you talk about a guy like Ja, you could kind of see similarities in their game. You know that that was a guy that he watched growing up. And I think they're going to listen to him. He He's going to be a vet president in that locker room, and he has kind of the, the cachet to – kind of make that happen. Steven Adams, we talk, heard about the him calling the meeting early in the season, and, and I understand he's a vet. He's been around for a while, but it, it's a different dynamic with a guy like Derrick Rose. I think it's really going to gonna pay dividends. I think this team has needed these type of guys in this locker room before. I mean, you go out and get Marcus Smart, uh, you bring in Derrick Rose. I, I'm not going to say that that would have changed things uh, or what happened last season, but they definitely needed, I think, some voices in that locker room And shout out to Zach Lyman and his front office for going out and bringing those type of guys in. Cause I've talked a lot about them being safe and not going to, not trying to bring in certain type of guys, certain personalities, guys that are that have a swagger or that might stand up to the coaching staff and and stuff like that. But I think, I think sometimes that constructive criticism is needed. And I think Derek Rose is going to be a guy that's going to have a voice in that locker room as well as Marcus Smart. And I think that's something that they really need Uh So that's what I really like about this. If you look at the money, it's so two-year, six years, half million. I mean, that's basically free um, in today's NBA. Um, and, and I think he's someone that can admit a job, mentor a job because he's had his issues in the past. Uh, we all know about that. So he's been through a lot, and he's a guy that I think Ja will listen to. So it's just good to have him in the locker room. As far as his own-the-court value, uh, he's not a guy we also know. He's not going to play 82 games for you. I mean, he's, he's going to miss time. But I, I think... There is still some gas left in the tank, man. I was watching film on him from last year, man. He can, when, when he's out there on the floor, man, he can still play like, uh, like uh, he's not completely watched. It, it, the, the, I guess the, the the question would be how often is he going to be able to play? But because when he is able to play, he, he can still give you some value. Uh, I think as a backup point guard, he, he's another guy that handles the basketball. And that's one thing that I like about this team is how it's shaping up. They have a lot of versatility as far as, ball handling i mean you have jaw now you have Marcus smart you have derrick rose you also have luke Art and desmond bain who also you can put on the ball uh they have a lot of guys that can can make plays on this team and i think that's gonna pay big time dividends when guys inevitably get hurt i mean you can put different lineups on the floor interchangeable have different guys on and out the ball i'm a big fan of having multiple ball handlers man and this this roster is definitely shaping up to have that in space I mean, all over the roster, they're going to be able to, to do different things. Like, I've talked about the size, and that's still a little bit of a concern for me, but we're not going to talk about that. Today, we're not going to get much into that, but I, I like having him on the team, man. I, I just think he brings that vet presence and the nostalgia of it. I know people outside of Memphis don't think much about that, but I, I do think there's an element of that that's, that's special to people here in Memphis, man, to have that guy on the roster to come full circle, man. I, I just think it's, it's a big deal. Um, there's a lot of people I've talked to a lot of people here in in the city and people are excited about him being here, man. And uh, I think for him to come back here, I think there was a little bit of kind of when he left here, there was some stuff going on at the university of Memphis. And it was kind of thought that he no longer wanted to be here. He wanted to get out of here, um, at at one time. And and there was kind of with the situation of the, 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 the SAT, uh, test that someone took it, took the test from him and all that kind of stuff. in the the university getting that national championship appearance taken away from him. There was a little bit of a, a a bad taste in their mouth left when he left here. So for him to, to want to come back here and sign with the Grizzlies, it's just, again, man, it's just special, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. A lot of other people in the city are as well.
0: I'm going to lead with this because you can't get nuance from text. We, we, we've mentioned this a number of different times when we're tweeting stuff out, you cannot always pick up nuance on it. I tweeted something out, and it, it was a gif. It, it was Derrick Rose in his season with the Bulls when he was dominant, and it was like what they think they're getting versus what they're actually getting. <coughs> and, has- and the second p- p- picture was Udonis <laughs> Hazen. I love this move for a couple of reasons. I, I didn't want Derrick Rose in Memphis, not because I, I don't like Derrick Rose, don't respect him, <laughs> don't think that he can bring anything to the team none of none of that stuff i would have rather them use the money on somebody that they can actually get playing time out of and i i'm i know that he can still do it the problem is over the last 6 seasons he's averaged 38 games a season he's only after his acl injury he's only played north of 60 games two times and that was 6 and 7 years ago so There are – you're going to get positives from him. Isaac mentioned Ja looking up to him and that being somebody that can kind of mentor Ja. That is something that's going to be there. That's going to be possibly the biggest thing that he brings to this team is what he does for Ja Moran. And if he does that and does that well and doesn't do anything else – it was 100% worth the money. But, bro, I've seen multiple people talking about, oh, he's going to be in the eight-man rotation come playoffs, he's <laughs> going to do this, and he's going to do that. And y'all are high as hell. <laughs> you, you have smoked yourself retarded, man. This is not the guy that's going to do that anymore. I, I like Derrick Rose. I like – Watching watching him in Chicago, his MVP season, the stuff that he was able to do, and even after that, him reinventing himself and him playing well in Minnesota. I like Derrick Rose. But you guys are delusional if you think that he's going to come in and really, truly – be somebody that's going to supply anything for this team other than veteran leadership, anything that you get on the floor from him, anything you get on the floor from him is, is extra to me. I I have zero expectations uh, for him on the floor. I'm not saying that he's completely washed. I'm just saying this man's 34 years old and his body has not been healthy in six seasons. I don't think that's going to miraculously miraculously fix itself overnight now that he signed with the Grizzlies.
1: Man, I I don't know, man. If if he's healthy during the playoffs, I think he could help. I mean, do you look at his numbers in 21-22? He averaged 12 points a game and shot 40% from three. Like, he was good. Really good in 21 22. Last year, he only played how many games did he play in last year? He didn't he played 27. 20, he year. only played in 27 last year, but he was good for, for that Knicks team at the end of the, during the, the second half of the season back in 21 and 22. It, it's like I said, the question for me is when is he going to be healthy? Like when he's healthy, he can still play. Like he's not one of those guys that is out a lot. And also, even when he's playing, he just looks like a guy that can't contribute when he's on the floor. Anytime that he's been on the floor, He's not the athletic freak that he was. He's not above the rim and doing any of that stuff anymore, but he can still play. I mean, like you said, he had reinvented his game. He became a much better shooter. Shooting wasn't something that was a big part of his repertoire early in his career. Uh, He was more of a guy that got to the rim, kind of like what you see with John Morant with Jesse. He was just big and strong with his athleticism, and you couldn't stop him getting downhill. He wasn't the guy that was pulling up, knocking out a lot of threes, but he kind of reinvented himself with that. Like I said, shot 40% from three. I know it was only in... 26 games or whatever he played in 21, 22, but there were some times that he was really good. Uh, I mean, he's a really good playmaker, high IQ basketball player as well. Uh, and again, and that goes back to the off the court. I think he's going to be like a, a extra coach on the floor. I mean, he can talk to these guys because, again, he's seen it all. I'm, I, I'm just hoping that he's healthy more often than not. I'm, I'm more on the board more so than you. I, I think I expect more production, I think, than you do. I'm not under any misnomer that he's going to play 82 games and he's going to be out there averaging 25 minutes a night is going to be healthy all year. But I think there are going to be times where he really helps his basketball team. I think if, if John Morant gets hurt or anything like that, even the first 25 games during the season, I think that he could play a big role in this uh, during that time. Uh, I mean, because like I said, Marcus Smart has played some point guard, but I think one thing that people aren't mentioning is before the, he was traded to the Grizzlies, one thing that people had kind of said about that Boston team was that Marcus Smart was an issue there playing point guard. That that was one of their major problems, why they couldn't get over the hump. So he can play point guard, but, and I'm not going to say Derrick Rose is going to start or anything during those 25 games when John Moran's out. But I think, I think he's going to play a role if he's healthy, especially during that first 25 games, I think he can play a role for this team. And I think he's going to be productive uh, when, when he's on the floor, he can still score, he can still facilitate, he can still get to the basket. It's not above the rim, it's layups. but I, I think, I, I guess I'm not to the point where I think it's going to be zero, like he's not going to give you anything on the court. I'm not thinking he's going to go out there and be some super addition to this team as far as what he brings on the court, but I do think he'll help. I, I'm not as far down that road as you are, just thinking it's just going to only be off the court. I do think at times this year, he's going to help this team win basketball games.
0: So over under his average, he's averaged over the last six seasons. He's averaged thirty eight games per season. Is he over under that mark this year?
1: Man, that's that's interesting because we all know how the Grizzlies deal with with injuries and and don't don't want to push things. And that that's interesting. So I would I would probably say right on the number, uh, but I guess I'll say under just because we have to have to do over under not going to do a push. So I would probably say under that, I'd probably say somewhere 35 games, something like that. I mean, you just can't say any more than that because he just hasn't done it. Uh, yeah. and you, you would have to see him to go north of that. So there's no way that I can sit here even being a guy that absolutely loves him. I can't say I'm going to go over that number because he, we just haven't seen him do it in years.
0: And and this is the thing, man. what you said about if he's healthy, he can he be a contributor in the playoffs the answer to that question is yes. Like that, that is still there. I have just, just what I've seen over the last few seasons. I don't believe that he's going to be healthy whenever it comes to playoff time. And so I, I think, is he going to help this team win games at some point this year? I think the answer to that question is yes. Is he going to help this team win games when it matters most? I don't think so. And that's, you know, you can call me a pessimist. That's fine. <laughs> I'm typically optimistic. And again, I'll go back to what I said whenever I started talking about this. I like the signing. I would have preferred that they spent the money somewhere else, but I love the fact that they're shifting gears. We sat here and talked this team, gets to the second round, and they're a healthy John Morant, and Desmond Bain away from making a finals run. And we're like, okay, it's time for them to push the chips in. Well, now they're doing that. These moves, the Marcus Smart trade, the signing of Derek Rose, the the this other trade that we're going to talk about that's not completely done yet. The sign and trade deal with Dylan gives them more flexibility. So we're finally seeing, okay, climate has put talent on this roster. Now can you put together a championship roster? And he's starting to shift that gear. And I'm happy that we're getting to that point. It hasn't changed. Like it doesn't change. We we had the show. Our, our matter of fact, our last show, we talked about what our expectations would be for this team this year. It hasn't changed my te- expectations for this season. But over the next couple seasons, it, it shifted a little bit for me.
1: Yeah. And one last thing on the Derek Rose thing. I have a, a, a sneaky feeling that he's going to surprise some people that are, are are more negative on, as far as the production on court. There's just something to be said. Like I said, he has to be healthy, but there's something to be said for you to be in a place where you're going to be university beloved because that's what he's going to get here. He's going to feel that love when he gets here. And I just got to have, I got to have a feeling that he's going to have sort of a resurgence. That's, that's my prediction. I think he's going to have, one of the better seasons. I think you'll see numbers like you saw two years ago versus what you saw last year. That that's I just got a feeling that he's going to have a resurgence at the end of his career because he's going to feel like, okay, man, they this team really wanted me. It's the end of my career. I'm, I'm in a city where I, I play college basketball. Uh, I have a lot of love in this city. The fans are, are here for me, and, and I'm going to try to perform. I just got a feeling that he's going to have a, a better season, I think, on the court than people might expect. When he's healthy, I, I again, I, I think he's gonna gonna help this team win basketball games. I think he's gonna have a a bounce back season. We'll see. But again, man, a lot of a lot of excitement in in, in Memphis right now for for Derrick Rose to be back, um, being a part of this team. And again, I think the most of his value will be as far as being a, a voice in that locker room, vet mentorship for Ja. But I, I think there's gonna be a little bit more on core production than I think a lot of people may think.
0: I hope you're right, man. I I am there there will not be anybody more happy than me that I am wrong. It, you know, it, it with what my expectations are for him, if he goes out and he exceeds that dude, it's going to make me happy. I don't ever wish bad on this team at all. I just try, like, in this situation, I'm just trying to temper my expectations because.
1: I get it. I understand it. Like, I mean, you look at those, those game play numbers, there's no reason for anybody to be super optimistic. So I can't blame you for thinking that way at all. Yeah, oh, and,
0: and and Coach Vaughn, he's like, did, did you watch him play any in New York last season? Like, the fans were calling for him to get more minutes. A- and I did. I watched Knicks games last year. I like Jalen Brunson. I like R.J. Barrett. Uh, th- there's a few people on that team that I really like. So, I did watch some Knicks games. And I understand, like, with the depth that they had there at that position, it limited how much he could play. So, could he have played more than what he did last season? Maybe he could have, but it's hey, still, I think so. It, like, I, I still don't have a whole lot of faith that it's going to be at that two year ago level that you're talking about. But I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. So we'll hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm like, you guys got it's recorded right here. You guys can come <laughs> back and make me eat the crow. I'm, I'll own it, man. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. And I'm happy to be wrong in this situation. So the next next thing we're going to talk about, uh, the Grizzlies in that sign-and-trade deal, this is not complete yet. There's been talks of there's going to be uh, like Patty Mills was getting moved in the deal and there was talks that he was going to come to Memphis, but now he's going to Oklahoma City. So all of the details of this sign-and-trade on Dylan Brooks are not done, but the one thing that we know for sure, the piece that is coming back to the Memphis Grizzlies is Josh Christopher, Jay Gup. Um, if you guys listened to our draft shows last season, you know, that we talked about him. We were both high on him. He had a workout for the Grizzlies. This is Tayshon Prince's godson, uh, John, him and John Morant have a relationship. There are a lot of Grizzlies ties there. Um, and, and then you, you look at what he was able to do in the G League, and you look at his size and it's like, okay. This is the size that we are, 6'5", plus wingspan.
1: Yeah, 6'9", wingspan, 6'5", 216.
0: And and you look at his G League numbers, averaged 25 points a game, seven assists, five rebounds. His shooting from three is terrible. They had 29%, but he was at 56% from the field. So a big wing off the bench that can get you buckets – I think that it's safe to put a check mark on that whenever it came when it comes to Jacob, and, and I don't think that we have witnessed the best version of him because he didn't get a ton of playing time down in Houston.
1: Yeah, man, I, I'm excited. Uh, as you said, uh, he was a guy that we really liked uh, during the draft process. He uh, ended up going 24th overall uh, to Houston. Like you said, six five, good size at two sixteen, six nine, wingspan, tremendous. Defensive potential, uh, because of that length, and he showed some flashes even at the NBA level. If you go back and look at some of the limited tape that you can find, um, on a, on him in Houston, he showed some defensive potential, uh, because again, man, he has the size and the length, all the intangibles, the athleticism, big time, big time athlete, uh, above the rim, can uh, really finish at the rim. Just the the big question is that that shot. Um, uh, and we talk so much about the Grizzlies being one of the better developmental teams in the NBA. Um, And I'm really hoping that they hang on to them right now. They're over the roster limit. They're at 16 right now. So they're plus one Um, that can change over the all season. A lot of things could happen. We could see this deal. Like we talked about expanded. It's not done yet. They keep using the word. I can't remember if it was Shams or Woj that said, kept using the word broader deal. Uh, So I think there could be more that comes out of this deal. The Grizzlies get a trade exception, um and it it was been some some different thoughts on that on on social media people talking about it and a lot of people was under the the understanding it was 18 million it's actually not 18 million it's actually 11.4 then you subtract Josh Christian's salary from it which is about 2 million takes it down to about 9 million dollars so the trade exception they got is not 18 million it's it's about 9 million and 9.4 something like that uh million dollars uh, so uh, there could be some more coming to the Grizzlies out of this trade. This trade is not done, and it, it seems like it must be pretty significant, the fact that we're like two days out and it still hasn't been completed. There must be some some bigger things, some bigger moving parts, or still teams trying to add on and still negotiating what, what they want what they want in this deal because it's kind of strange for a deal. You wouldn't think a deal that was kind of nothing, just a side and trade, and Josh Christopher going to the Grizzlies, Patty Mills, going there that it would be something that would take this long to now. So there still has to be some negotiations going on with that. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But as far as Josh Christopher, man, just another lottery ticket, uh, another young guy for this front office to see what they have in. Uh I mean, and you talk about the ties, the Ja, uh, they're 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 good friends. Um uh, he's Seashawn Prince is God so I suspect a lot of people think that they, that he's not going to be here. I think he will be. Um I I, I find it hard to believe that they have kind of those connections and you have a low salary guy and have an opportunity to a guy that shown some flashes, a guy that has opportunity to develop that you're just going to let him go. So I, I think he's going to be here, uh send him down to South Haven. It's going to be interesting to see if he's going to play in summer league. He was on the rocket summer league roster. This is his third year. So they can't make him play, but look like he was slated to play for Houston. So hopefully he can join the guys. Uh Maybe he doesn't join them in Utah. Maybe he joins them out in Vegas but I would love to see him get that opportunity because he's a guy that I like. I, I know David liked him a lot as well. You talk about the athleticism, you talk about the defensive potential. If Continue to work on that shot, man. If he can put all that together, man, he he has the tools to be a, a player in this league. Um, he, everything is there. Um, he's like a, a, a mole of clay. I always talk about that, man. It's just, what is it going to turn into? And again, man, he's with the right organization to, to kind of reach his ceiling. If he's willing to put in the work, I think this, this organization has shown
0: that they can get guys there. Yeah, the, the 16 on the roster right now is something I, I know that they still have a little bit of time before they have to worry about making that cut down to the, the final 15. There are a lot of pieces that, that could be moved. There are a lot of things that could still happen. Stephen Adams' contract is a contract that could be moved. I know that's something that uh, not a lot of people are f- are a fan of. Um, Luke Kennard is a contract, which you need shooting. I don't know why you would move Luke Kennard, but, um, you know, like that that's a piece that you can move. You you just look around Brandon Clark. And yeah, I was going to say, Brandon, you know, if like, somebody would take him. Yeah, like if you could get somebody, you know, if you get back the version of Brandon that we saw in the playoffs before he got injured – Okay, yeah, like that. That he's obviously a big piece of this team, but this injury is tough to come back from. Kobe Bryant was not the same player when he came back from this injury. Kevin Durant had this injury, but Kevin Durant never relied on explosiveness. Kevin Durant is seven foot tall with a four hundred foot wingspan, so he just shoots over the top of everybody. Brandon Clark relies a lot on his bounce to be able to do what he's able to do. Is he going to be the same impact player coming back from an Achilles injury? And we don't know, you know, he's young enough that he can recover. Maybe he's going to come back and, and be the guy that we saw, you know, like without Brandon Clark, the Grizzlies don't win that Minnesota series. Like there's, there's plenty to look at on this team. There's plenty of, things that they can move in and be like, okay, we're going to put this together to go out and get a piece that we want to get down to the final 15. And I think that, you know, we, we saw Bain. We we didn't even mention that Bain got his big contract. It was, what, six years, six years 20,
1: 207, man. Yeah. He, he, he got every penny of his money, man. I was, and, and he deserves it. No question about it. I was hoping just for, from a team building standpoint that they could get a little bit of discount, man, not, not a discount there, man. He got, every penny man and, and shout out to him because one thing that you have to look at is he was playing on a discount on on that rookie deal because he's oh, been giving man, them no doubt way more than than what he should have been given on that on that rookie deal so you kind of kind of have to look at it that way man and some some repayment for that but um i mean he's been tremendous um i mean you go back to the start of last season before that toe injury man he I I truly think that we would have had three all-stars um on this team if he hadn't got had that injury early in the season because he was on another level uh, early in the year, man. So you hope that with the surgery, everything went well with that, that he gets back to that because him playing so, at that level, again, just brings opens up a completely different dynamic for this team. Uh, because he, him him being an all-star player, man, a level player, playing to that extent, man, is just crazy when you have John ride and, and Tripp doing what he's doing. I,
0: I have an update on the toe injury, and this is directly from Desmond Bain.
1: Oh he, man, man, got inside info. What's
0: up? <laughs> yeah, no. So he, he was, uh, they were doing an autograph signing at a sports card shop in Nashville. And, uh, they're like, yeah, you, you know, you can, you can talk to him. We're not going to let you stand there forever. We'll run you off if you're trying to give him your life story. So I was standing there and, and people were not talking to him. And the way the line went, like, you come in and you go around this shelf and you stand there. And then the line, it's like five or six people. And then you make another left and he's sitting at the table. So when you first make that corner, you could start talking to him right there. So I was standing there and I was going to wait my turn, but nobody was saying anything. So I asked him, I'm like, Hey, Des, how's the toe? And he's like, it's going good. He just got out of the walking boot. He said last week. So he hasn't really started anything big as far as a ramp up yet, but he said that the The timing of the walking boot coming off was exactly when they thought it would be. So as of right now, everything is going according to the plan with the healing of that toe.
1: See, that's why you need to tune in to eat those Grizzlies podcast, man. Cause you get inside information like that, man, from straight from the horse's mouth, man. Can't, can't get any better info than that, man. So hey, shout out, shout out to David getting that scoop.
0: You, you know, that, uh, that we're not going to get an update that from Clyde. And them, <laughs> no, ain't. We, you ain't getting all that from them. That's for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I mean, he obviously didn't know who I was when I was asking him the question, but you know, it, it works out good. It's something that I get to talk about on here. And it's information that as Grizzlies fans, we like to hear, right? Like you want to know that it's going well with that. So I, I would imagine over these next couple of weeks, he's going to start ramping back up into basketball type stuff and, uh, and, and work on, on getting in shape for for next season. So we we still got plenty of time. What I October, we're still sitting on about 3 months. So he he still got about about 12 weeks to get back to 100%, but everything's on track with that. So they still like we we kind of got a little off track there, but they have plenty of pieces that they can move to cut this roster down to the 15 man. And I'm me talking about these guys, the contracts that are movable. It, it's not something I'm not out here campaigning for them to move Steven Adams or to move Brandon Clark, but you know who the core is. You see the guys that Jai got paid, Jaron got paid, Des got paid. That's your core. Those are the guys you're putting the pieces around in order to build the championship. And so literally no one else on this team is untouchable. And so we'll we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, I I don't expect another crazy big move from them. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them go out and get that wing, but also on the other hand, I kind of want to see what the wings that we have are going to do. And with jobbing ja out the first 25 games, you're going to get a good look of, okay, somebody is going to have to take extra offensive responsibility. Is it going to be LaRavia coming in starting at the three and they get him to where he will shoot the ball? instead of being so passive, is it going to be David Roddy because of what he showed defensively in the playoffs last year and we see his offensive game to the neck go to the next level? Or is it going to be the one that they took at 10 that is not playing in the summer league because he has a strained toe hair or something. Like (laughs) I I don't get that. I'm Isaac I gotta apologize to you, man. I wasn't there on the spaces Whenever Man. They, were, they were tearing you <laughs> apart over that, but I would have a hundred percent been on your side because what has he done to make him? He's not past the summer league. This he can not at still. All. There are things that he can get in that will help him in the summer league, and there's nothing you're going to do to convince me otherwise. It, it was a terrible second year for him, and he needs to be ready, be healthy, and produce this year. Or I think if you don't see anything from him coming out of year three, I I said this offseason, it would shock the hell out of me if Zyra Williams is not a Grizzly next year. If he has another bad season, I I don't think that's going to be the case
1: anymore. I mean, as as far as the summer league thing, I was looking through the summer league rosters, and I know it's only his second go-around, and I tweeted about this. Jalen Williams uh, from from Oklahoma City is playing in the summer league, and he averaged – 14 and five and shot like 37% from three last year. And he's playing in summer league this year. I, I just, like you said, I mean, I, the way I look at it is I, I know the third year thing and you're not obligated to play, but I kind of look at last season as just kind of a a complete wash for him because I mean, he didn't do anything last season. I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if it was a growing and him, him getting taller and the knee thing, but I, I, he just took, Like, it wasn't just a step back. It was like five steps back. Like, I mean, he just looked like a deer in headlights, like probably even worse than he looked at early in in his rookie season. We kind of talked about him being a deer in headlights early in his rookie season. He was even worse last year. So I I don't understand that you have a guy that you took with the 10th pick that you have all this invested in and, and you're trying to see what he has why he wouldn't take the, why you wouldn't use this opportunity and him take this opportunity, which I'm not necessarily blaming it on him or was it the Grizzlies? I, I don't know. I, I don't the, the explanation that they gave was, was BS to me. Like they're saying that he, cause they never said he was hurt. Like a lot of people that kind of defend the fact that he's not playing, kind of use this injury, this, the, 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 the lot of thinking that he's injured and they never said that they just said that they want him to strengthen his core and, and work on getting bigger and stronger, which I don't understand how playing in in summer league and organized basketball games is about as close as you can get to that in the summer for two weeks is going to stop him from getting bigger and stronger. Like I, I don't understand how that's going to stop him because you can do those things simultaneously. You can do it at the same time. when If he's out there with the team, he could be working out and planning games. Like I don't – I just don't get it. He hasn't shown anything to graduate out of needing to play in summer league. Like I haven't seen anything from him and. And I, I know we have thoughts of, of, of how he played his rookie season. And, and I kind of talked about that earlier um, on Twitter today. I, I think last season was so bad that people kind of overrate what you actually saw from him in his rookie season. Yes, he was playing minutes. He played in the playoffs. But when you look back at that, and some of this can be blamed, uh, that some people are going to say, oh, well, they just didn't use him right. But – I still don't know what he does well. The only thing that he really showed was that he could run the floor and catch lobs. That was the bulk of his offense and knock down the open corner three. And even that was shaky at times because overall he shot 31% from three. So it wasn't like he was just consistently knocking down threes all the time. I I just don't think he showed a true NBA skill that you could say, okay, this is what he does, and we know that he can do this. I think it's still pretty much everything with him is the same thing that has always been. With him, that he's 6'9, 6'10, he's super long, and what could be like that, that? That's what everything I still don't think the production that he showed in year one is as much as people kind of his real defenders kind of make it out to be. Like, I, 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 again, man, he ran the floor and cuts lobs and looked good out there playing with Job, but you have to show more than that. I mean, what about the handle? What about the consistent mid range game? Is he taking anybody off the dribble? Is he? knocking down shots from anywhere else other than the corner three. Like, those are things, can he get to the basket? Can he get by people? Those are things that he has never shown on a consistent basis, and that's not me bashing him. When you say these type of things, people say, oh, well, you just hate him. you just hate the guy. I- I'm just being honest. I mean, you took him with the 10th pick, and we're going into to year three, and after the season that he had last year, it, it's frustrating, and, and it makes it even worse to me that he's not playing in summer league. He should be taking that developmental opportunity whether that's Him not wanting to play or the Grizzlies not wanting to play, I don't know, again, as I said earlier. But I I just don't get why he wouldn't be playing in it. Like, I got to ask the question, like, what would you want to see from him? I mean, you have guys like David Roddy who I think for me, and and people said, oh, well, the numbers are comparable. David Roddy hasn't shown more than Zyre Williams. The eye test. Like, I I think David Roddy has shown – I'm more confident in David Roddy being a consistent rotation player – in the future than I am Zaire Williams, because I feel like David Roddy has at least shown consistency in certain areas of things that he could do to a true NBA skills. I mean, he was the out there Grizzlies, guarding LeBron James yeah, in the playoffs. Was,
0: the so, the Grizzlies mean, just, had him guarding LeBron. Like I, that that's it's mind boggling to me that they say that he has not shown anything because he's getting rotation minutes and he's guarding one of the best players to ever play the game. And yeah, it's in the twilight of his career. It's one of those things where he's not the same guy that he used to be, but no, he's, still he's still dangerous to hell. Yeah, like and, and they had confidence enough to stick him out there on him that he was not just going to get ran off the floor, and he and he didn't. The you know the the only thing that that I can say in defense of Zaire is he has the athleticism and he has the frame, and you just hope. That some of the rest of it comes into fruition. I just and want like, him to get
1: better, man. It, yeah. I've been labeled, like, and I get well, labeled as I hear hater, man. I want, I want him to be what he's supposed to be. I see the length, the size. I want him to to be able to reach his ceiling, and I feel like playing in summer league can only help that. I don't feel like it hurts it at all. It's like people are well, I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter that he doesn't play summer league. But why not? Why wouldn't he play? Like it, if it's so non consequential, like it doesn't matter what would be the reason for him not to play? That's, I don't get it, man. I don't. There, there are only a few people that feels feels like he shouldn't play, but those people are loud and strong with it. And they're, the excuses that they make just, they, it doesn't really make sense. Like I, I, There's no reason for him not to be playing. I mean, you had a guy, Xavier Tillman, who volunteered to play in his third year. And I'm saying you look across the, the summer league roster, there are plenty of guys that are playing in summer league that have shown a lot more production consistently than, than Zaire has and they're still out there playing, and that might be their second year. I get that, but if you're in your third year and you haven't shown enough to graduate, especially when you're talking about a guy you took in the top ten, like I just don't know why you wouldn't be playing. It's weird to me, and I said before that if he's not playing, to me the only thing that makes sense is either he is hurt, you're dealing with some kind of injury, or maybe they're trying to move him. And I still think there's a possibility. I I know you kind of disagree. You don't think they're going to give up on him this quick, but – I still think there's a possibility that he gets traded. And I think that they might have known that. And that's why they didn't really mention it. Because when they were talking about, when Clymer was kind of talking about all the guys, development, he didn't really mention Zaire. He, he was raving about La Ravia, uh Kenneth Lofton Jr. He didn't, and, and, and David Roddy, he didn't really even mention Zaire. And I thought that was strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's just played North. He's at 99 games on his career. He's just north of one full season is all that he's played. So there's no, there's no logical reason as to why. Oh, well, you know, he, he isn't past it. What, what would I want to see from him in the summer league? How about what we saw from Santi Aldama last season? Santi came out. He looked rough early. And then by the end of summer league, he had it all together. He was looking good. He looked like an NBA player. And then it carried over and he played well for those games when Jaron was out.
1: It mean summer league can be something, and people talk about it, they don't want to hurt his confidence. It could be something that builds confidence because if you, yeah, he should you be a featured guy on that team. And, That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get buckets in summer league; it's a problem. You're not getting buckets yeah, in the regular season. Guarantee
0: so. it. If you can't get buckets against summer league rosters, you ain't getting buckets. You don't need to be on the big roster anyway. Like, period.
1: So man, yeah, it, it's just weird, man. I don't, I don't know. That's why, to me, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if. We, if, if they do anything else, then he could be a casualty in this because you they have too many guys at that, that kind of small forward position to develop, and then you go out and draft Gigi, so you're adding another guy to your developmental program, and you already have Zaire, LaRavia, and Roddy. And again, man, I, and i talked about fire, this. Light of fire, bro.
0: Light of since fire. The,
1: since, the end of the, since the end of the season, when they talk about development, they've just – climate has kind of been omitting – Williams. They, they keep talking about i mean he's been selling arabia uh and he's been talking about uh junior he's been talking about roddy but they just haven't been talking about zaire and it just seems to me that they might he just might not be part of the future because i, I he's the 10 pick he's the the, the prize out of this group it should be you would think he would be paramount of the guys that they would be mentioning. it's just weird that they really haven't been talking about him so we'll, we'll see how it plays out but Again, man, I'm not a Zaire hater at all. Like, do, during the season when he was playing and doing some things, I was super excited. Like, I just want him to get better. And I just don't know why him playing in Summer League would stop that from happening. People are like, oh, well, he needs to be uh, worried about getting bigger and stronger. Like, playing in Summer League is going to stop him from doing that. Last time I checked, the summer longer than two weeks.
0: They ain't got weights in Vegas?
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they ain't got no – like, they're going to take all the weights in the, in the world away from him if he plays Summer League. Like, I don't – it doesn't make any sense, man. Again, man, you could be lifting weights during this, during while you're playing. That doesn't stop you from getting in the weight room. Like I don't know, man. It's just weird the defense of that. Like I, because again, man, you got to realize he's a 10th pick. Like they use a ten, a top ten pick on this guy. You want him? Give him every opportunity you can for him to reach his ceiling. Like if, if you're going to keep him for another year, you want to give him every opportunity, and that's a. Free opportunity. There's no reason for him not to be there, man. I I don't even know how to how to, to quantify how anybody would defend that. Man, it's wild to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, man, I, I we've pretty much covered everything that I had for today's show. I was hoping that we would see some news break about what was going down with the rest of this Dylan Brooks signing trade, but we'll get that to you whenever we get it. We'll talk to we'll talk about that and more. Uh, we've been talking about summer league. Salt Lake City Summer League kicks off tomorrow night. Uh well, depending on when you listen to this, Monday night, July 3rd, Salt Lake City Summer League kicks off. And I don't even remember I didn't I had the schedule it's, up and actually yeah, it's play. a, it's Who a, they playing.
1: Six P.M. They're playing uh, Philadelphia tomorrow night. They actually have lines on these games. Grizzlies are two and a half favorite. So, uh, ain't doing it,
0: man. Don't stay away <laughs> from it, Isaac. Do not do
1: it. <laughs> do it no, nah, man, I ain't bet on no, you can't, there's too many variables in summer league game, nah. man. I can't, <laughs> can't, bet on a summer league game, but, uh, just want to know that they, they expect the Greens to win tomorrow night. I was looking at their roster, um, uh, kind of some names on, on Philly's roster. Jaden Springer, uh, is a name of a guy that, that, that got drafted that will probably be featured on that team. So, I, I'm excited, man. And that, that second game coming up on Wednesday, I'm really excited for it. And I'm hope, Hoping both of these guys play full minutes, man. But that's Kenneth Loplin Jr. against Chet Holgren. Uh We know what happened last time, man. Uh, my guy, Kenneth Lofton Jr., man, put him in a blender, man. Just, just man, put him in a weight roll. Like, all yeah. all game, and, and I'm I'm ready to see that again, man. That, That's a matchup that I love watching. It kind of seems like Jr. kind of lights up when he sees Chet Holmgren on the other side, man. So, hopefully, they let those guys play. I know sometime in summer league, they do weird stuff. Sometimes guys will play one game and set out the next and stuff like that and then they'll feature certain guys certain games and then they they don't play much the next game. So hopefully that's a game where they, where they match up man because that was fun last year when they matched up in the summer league. So that's coming up on on Wednesday. Uh but the Grizzlies have three games out there um and then they go on to Vegas with with four games and possibly more than that if they make the playoffs man. So I'm I'm excited about it. Uh GG Jackson's going to be out there. Uh if if I'm them, man I I, I let him go out there and and play through his mistakes. Um summer league is a time where you these guys get an opportunity because I don't think he's a guy that you're gonna see um, a lot of with the big club next year. Uh, I think he's gonna be down in South Haven with the hustle. So give him his opportunities, man. Get him, get him, let him get some shots up. Let him work, through some things out there. Um, I, that's I hope he fun. comes out and
0: and kills it, bro. Like I hope yeah. that he comes out and he. I hope that he's so dominant that it puts pressure on the front office. That's what I hope because like I don't feel like. Roddy, Laravia, and Z. I won't say that they don't want it, but they don't seem super competitive to me. And JJ Jackson does, man. Oh yeah, like I think he, especially he seems, with
1: Laravia and Zaire, I, I don't. And that's and, and I've said this on here before. I I just don't see it with them. I don't see any dog or killer instinct. I always talk about what Steve Forbes, Laravia's coach, said uh, back back from his college days that he had to get on him constantly every day to motivate him they just seem him and Zaire just seem kind of too cool for school like they're not really worried about it and they need to in order for them to get where they need to go they got they got to show some fight and gg's coming in here to take somebody's lunch like he ain't he ain't playing like he might be young and he he has a lot of stuff to work through as well but he's gonna go out there and play like he has that dog in him there's no question about that so if they if they, if they ain't about it they are gonna have some problems with GG because I think he's gonna come in there and take somebody's spot, whether it be at 18 years old or not.
0: That's uh, let Joel a Joel AIE and GG Jackson lead the Grizzlies to a <laughs> summer league championship. Oh
1: yeah, we did talk shout, about that. that, was, that shout out to my boy.
0: <laughs> Yeah, man. I I hope they. I I would love it if he made the roster, man. You know, Lake, Lakeland I,
1: Magic legend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I talked
0: about uh, about him in that pre, pre-draft pre process, and no nobody from that Gonzaga class has separated themselves to, to make it where it, it's impossible for him to be the best player out of Gonzaga. I would say Kispert has probably had the best career so far, but uh, that's not saying much. So, Yeah, it's
1: interesting that he ended up here, man, because that, that was definitely your guide on the process. Right, about I mean, that. You want him to, him to take him in the second round, man, and end, yeah, end up on the I summer did, league team, man, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I would have loved to. say, And you know, like, are are we sure that Vince Williams Jr. is going to be a better prospect than AI? I, I don't know. He's bigger. He like he is taller and longer, but I mean that's that's about it. So, looking forward to it, man. I, I I'm excited to see what Gigi can do, what Joel AI can do, and and shout out to uh, Coach Potapinko. He's coaching the summer league with uh, Darko moving on to Toronto. I can't help but wonder if that was the plan all along, like if Potapico was going to be the guy that was going to be the the lead man in the summer league or not. But uh, but I like it. I like him being out there. So re- ready to see what happens. More basketball is good. We got the WNBA going on. Just watched the uh, Liberty beat the Storm before we started recording this episode. So plenty of basketball to watch. But love uh, you know as much time as we spend watching. Uh, watching film on these guys, actually getting to watch them play against other NBA level talent is extremely rewarding. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. You can get the show on Twitter at ethos grizzlies. I'm at NBA DWILL21. Candace is at H 901 Isaac's going to let you know where you can find him and get us out of here.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, real quick, before I, before I close it out, uh, a couple, another interesting name on, on that summer league roster was 56 pick uh, Tarik uh was actually on that roster. I was surprised to see that when it came out. Now I did add an asterisk. It said that it was pitting in fever clearance. So I hope he got that because I didn't think we'd ever see him <laughs> on, on US soil with the Grizzlies. So it would be interesting to see him out there in summer league, man, see what he's got. Uh, kind of a, a, a gumbo combo guard, forward 6'7", 218 pounds. Uh, supposed to be able to shoot it a little bit. So it would be interesting. I would love to see him actually be with the team. I haven't heard the updates on that or if that's actually going to happen, but he was on that roster. Uh, timmy allen is another guy that i think the grizzlies uh signed to exhibit 10 contract uh is a combo guard forward as well uh from the university of texas uh rookie 6'6 210 not a guy that does a lot shooting the basketball but it's a really good defender hustler plays really hard he's one of those hard nosed, lunch pill type of guys so he's coming in here for a spot as well that like we talk about those guys on the wing i mean I, i think that's a guy that could work his way if it's even not for the Grizzlies for someone else so that's an interesting name of course y- Yahi that we talked about Nathan Hoover um is a, a kid who played up here in Arlington High School um, out of Wofford uh that can really shoot the basketball he's from the area so that's a interesting name not sure how much time he'll get but uh some interesting names uh this roster is kind of different than what you usually see in summer league they usually have a few guys that are from outside of the system but this, this team at this roster has a lot of guys that haven't been in the Grizzly system or not with the hustle, so it's going to be interesting to see if they how they deploy those guys. Uh, but but a really interesting roster. And I'm excited for it to get kicked off tomorrow night. But uh, as David said, man, you can get find the show. Find us at, at Ethos Grizzlies. Go over there, give us a like and a follow. We definitely appreciate that. You can find me on my Twitter page at Isaac double underscore That's I S A A C double underscore NBA. Man, we'll definitely be back later this week uh, with the, the the team grades. Uh, for this past season, we'll go through each individual player and give our thoughts on how they graded out of the season. Definitely excited about that. candidate will be back with us, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, but until next time, we're gone.